1: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
2: covering the live betting angles for every game this is v live bet tonight with femi abebafe and Wes reynolds on v the sports betting network
4: Welcome back. This is hour number three of Veasan Live Bet tonight, coming to you from the Veasan Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abefei, alongside Wes Reynolds, It looks like we have another turnover. We have big man with football. <laughs> yeah, man. The the, the Ohio Bobcats.
2: Whew. Yeah, this game, by the way, is still going on here. Uh, Four nineteen left Somehow. to go. 45 to 24. So this is where I think maybe people, if they bet at the counter and they're sitting in the book watching the game, they know they got a winner and they want to cash the ticket and you got yeah. to wait until it's final and graded and all that stuff. All right. Why can't I cash the ticket now? Because it's got to be graded and it's got to." because the last thing they want to do is obviously grade something and like pay you, especially like with the props, with the prop yeah. market getting more sophisticated now. You know, it could get changed. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Box we gave the, get we gave the, the assist to the wrong guy or the rebound to the wrong guy. It happens all the time, especially in the NBA. So even a game that's decided like this, you've got to grade it.
4: Which is funny enough because you actually reminded me of something that happened two weeks ago in a Dallas Cowboys game. It was Cowboys-Lions. And Micah Parsons actually got credited with the sack on Monday, mm-hmm. the day after the game. But, like, let's say if you had bet on, like, a sack prop or something like Parsons. But it already, all over,
2: already gets paid out. It already mm.
4: gets paid out of, like, oh, if you bet the under, you got your money. But if you bet the over, it's like mm-hmm. you get graded as a loser. Then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, actually, mm-hmm. he got the sack. And it's yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole thing gets kind of complicated. Like,
2: like there are some things too. Uh, remember, uh, like you know, if you have a golf, like if you have an end of the round leader, and that's all of a sudden. I think there was that retroactive penalty on Cameron Smith. Yes. At the now, I don't believe he was the leader. I think he might have been tied for like, leader one. Yeah, back. he was like one back or yeah. So. But they had that at the FedEx St Jude. So all of a sudden, you know, that happens on Sunday's round. Yeah. You know, and you already pay out the props, so that's why they have to uh, do this. By the way, even was, though this uh, game is long decided,
4: That wasn't. was when Willie Z got his victory. Was yes, that, uh, that was century? a
2: winner for me. That was, uh, that
4: was a fun one. I,
2: I, I, I want. I want to get another one. We got fourteen on the year.
4: It, it was uh, w- Willie Z owes us about three more for how much you've yeah. been invested in that. But day? but he's
2: not going to be. A, he's out for the rest of the year with yeah. an injury. So uh, rest up, Willie Z. See it Kapalua in January. Uh huh. Willie Z Masters maybe. He, he might be, be on today. my card.
4: Yeah, I feel like, he, on I feel my like card. He's, it's a course that suits him well. He's playing well. Brady
2: before. Cannon and I, by the way, did uh, long shots, or short shots, actually, because mm-hmm. in the fall schedule we do a shorter podcast version. So we uh, were in Mexico at uh, uh, Playa del Carmen for the uh, Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. Victor Hovland going for the three-peat at the Greg Norman wow. design course, which will be the last year that course will be on the <laughs> PGA Tour. Because, Why is uh, that? Because those guys are not friends. <laughs> And I believe there is a uh, live event in 2023 that will be held at that yeah, course.
4: They'll fill the void there. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for I'm, I'm. I know the golf season is going on right now, but it's hard for me to really, like,
2: get into it. There's I know. so much going I on. I know it is because, like, uh, you yes. know, because obviously it's Brady and I, but it's Matt Humans yeah. as well at times is our special guest star. Well, and uh,
4: But when that calendar flips to 2023, yeah, yeah. bring on the Cause, golf. Cause I'm the, ready. This is ready just, event. yeah,
2: because a lot of people, you know, they kind of forget about the golf. I do it all year round, but – I'm more focused, too, when you're January to August, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, it's so hard in the fall series to do that and to do the DP World Tour and all that other stuff.
4: Yeah, but once January hits, man, yeah. we get that West Coast yeah, swing, yeah, buddy. Yeah, and
2: everybody's freezing their ass off all over this uh, fruited plain. <laughs> We're yeah. in Kapalua with yep. beautiful weather, you know, and then they go to uh, Honolulu <laughs> yeah. next week, and then they're in Palm Springs, just yeah. perfect weather. Like, Welcome to Scottsdale for yeah. the <laughs> and voice you're, management. And, and, you're, and you're covered up and you're snuggy by the fireplace <laughs> under, like, five feet of snow,
4: but that's always is a fun time. And it's a February has become an underrated month because a lot of people think about just like, all right, the super bowl, then that ends. And like, what are we going to do after the super bowl? Yeah. But like you get the golf, you have the West coast swing, then you get conference play and college basketball, really like dialed in. Like when you get some of those rematches in mm-hmm. February, like that's, that's a really good month of sports. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's going to be fun. And now uh, we're getting into the nitty gritty, man. I can't believe November. We're going to get college basketball. We're having everything in season. And it's going to be like, oh, my God, you know, that that's your most important resource. Everybody will say your bankroll. And I mean, that's obvious. But mm-hmm. your most important resource is your time yes. as a sports better. You just and, and I've had to do that, you know, where I kind of look. There's a lot of stuff I follow pretty avidly, but I don't really bet a lot anymore. Like I don't bet as much NASCAR anymore because I don't have the time. By the way, that championship this weekend down in uh, Phoenix. Uh, did you see the video, by the way? that I tweeted out on Sunday where our, not, no. where Ross Chastain rode the wall. It looked like a video game to go ahead and pass guys and get oh in my. the final four for the championship. Wow. Like Aaron even retweeted it. He doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't think Aaron follows racing or grew up yeah. kind of in a racing background as I did in Indiana. He's like, have you ever seen that? Is this like typical? I'm like, no, not really. It's <laughs> not not at this level. That's crazy. Actually, absolutely hit the wall and rode the wall to get momentum. And had like the fastest lap of the race, bouncing off the wall. I'm gonna have to look this up here real quick. Yeah, Ross Chastain. Uh, by the way, is we do have knees in Athens, uh, Ohio. 45 to 24, going to be your final score. The Bobcats get the win. Now they tie Buffalo, but with the tiebreaker, they essentially have uh, first place in the Mack East. Second half, by the way, if you uh, took the Bobcats plus three, you get home. The total 28 and a half. That goes well over in the second half. 35. Oh I am glad God. I laid off that. So you saw that. I'm looking at. I'm looking at your timeline right now, Ross Jeez. Justine. How fast was he going? Yeah, he- that was just crazy. I mean, when Dale Earnhardt Jr., by the way, when you listen to the audio of that Dale Earnhardt Jr. does the color commentary mm-hmm. for NBC, he's like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. That's that's pretty and junior He's been around racing since he was out of the womb. So, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. But hey, you know what? If, if you're going for it. Mm hmm. <laughs> Like ride the wall. Absolutely. (laughs)
4: You're going for it, man. Absolutely.
2: You know, that's why I say sometimes you got to be a driver and sometimes you got to be a racer because you got to be a driver because you don't want to tear equipment up every single damn week because you get your ass fired from teams. (laughs) I've known a lot of race drivers that have done that, but sometimes man, you're going for like the Indy 500 or you're going for Daytona or you're going for a championship. Got to let it all hang out.
4: It's funny. I was looking at my Twitter timeline and uh, you know, it's all Philly stuff. And because Eagles haven't lost a game since mm-hmm. the playoffs of last year against the Bucks and the Phillies, they never lose at home now. And uh somebody tweeted out, I think it was one of the Philly beat writers at Fletcher Cox, the Eagles defensive tackle at the game mm-hmm. with Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah. And I don't know how much to read into that of like, hey, where mm-hmm. where's the Eagles focus level heading into this game against the juggernaut Houston Texans right. on Thursday? But are the Eagles maybe distracted by all this World Series hoopla by mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. and maybe take the Texans a little bit
2: light? Could it's, be, could man. Be so, it's,
4: it's 14 now.
2: Yeah, that went to 14 it's today. A big
4: number, man. That's Look, a massive here's number. Here's the thing
2: about Houston. They play hard. Yeah. They're not very good. But Davis Mills, despite what we saw on Sunday, is better at home yeah. than he is on the road.
4: Yeah. No, it's, that's a big number. Thursday night and I, it's a short week and you know, the Eagles and and it's hard to kind of identify like spots where the Eagles could be flat. Cause they play mm-hmm. against a lot of cream puffs. So yeah. it's
2: like, so n- you- now all of a sudden you're going to hear on v <laughs> and everywhere in the space. I think we've already seen it go up at a couple shops. Will the Eagles go undefeated?
4: Yeah, I've seen it. It's here at Circa. Westgate has it mm-hmm. as well. It's mm-hmm. like around like fourteen. South Point will have it. Jimmy
2: Vicaro will be on the air. I'm sure DraftKings. Everybody's going to probably put it up once this, you know, if they inevitably yeah. get to eight zero on Thursday.
4: Because I believe they have Houston on Thursday, and I think it's the Commanders mm-hmm. after that on Monday Night Football. So but what all do, so
2: of a sudden, the Commanders got a little, little bit of little energy. Feisty, uh, cer- certainly had too much for my taste uh, and, with and, the Colts.
4: This was a game that I'm sure a lot of Eagle fans and the Eagles organization. Maybe had circle because it was supposed to be Carson Wentz going back to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but uh, now it's gonna be Taylor Heineke. But so it's yeah, it's Thursday night against the Texans. Then the next Monday on Commanders, the 14th, the Commanders. Then the they Colts. then they go to your Colts. Then they host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Then they host the Tennessee Titans, and then after that, and it's a stretch of three straight road games at the Giants, at the Bears, at the Cowboys. Yes. So they're not going to go seven.
2: No, uh, yeah, I would certainly like, lean towards the no. Yeah, I would be on, stunned on that option. I would I, like
4: this. This team—it's not like when you were watching the 07 Patriots, and when they got by that Colts mm-hmm. game—that's when everyone's like, "Whoa, well, this could be something." Like they just went well, into the Indianapolis and beat Peyton Manning, and that's when I think we all are like, "This is a juggernaut with Brady." Well, and Moss and, and, and you'll
2: remember guys. too. I remember very well when the uh, Indianapolis Colts year they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. remember when they were 14 and 0 and they pulled starters against the Jets yep that's how the Jets got into the playoffs yes <laughs> and 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 you would uh, I mean you had never heard that that great team where the fans loved Manning and Freeney and Mathis and Wayne and Harrison Dungy even Mr. Pullian who could be kind of churlish on the uh, mm-hmm. uh Monday Bill Polian show where he took the callers but uh you know, it's like, what are you doing? We can go undefeated. Yeah. It's like, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, and they accomplished their goal, so yeah. then it got forgotten.
4: Yeah, it, it it's the dynamic of what the Eagles are doing. The Eagles are a smart organization, so I don't think they're going to really, like, press on the, on the gas pedal to mm-hmm. go undefeated. I mean, because think about how they handled last year toward the end of the regular season. They rested all those guys against the Cowboys in that game, which ended up being a laugher. Like, the line was sitting at six. It was Dallas laying six, and I'm like, uh, have you guys been listening to what Jerry Jones is saying on the radio? He said the Cowboys are playing. Yeah. Like, like what do we do? Why is this six? This yeah. needs to be like seven and a half, eight, because the Cowboys are going to play like
2: damn near the whole Jer- game. Jer- 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 Jerry, uh, Jerry, will tell you. He'll tell you. You just got to listen. Jerry'll tell you. He'll tell you. Jerry'll talk. Yeah. If, you just got to listen. If you're fluent,
4: if you're fluent in Jera, you'll, you'll find out what the Cowboys are going to do. But looking at the Eagles' schedule right here, when do you think the first loss is? Because mm. I, I. I've circled a couple I,
2: spots. But I, I feel like it's going first. to be at a spot where you least expect it. Yeah.
4: You know what I think it's going to be? Home against the Texans. Or Titans. Sorry. Really? Week 13. I think the Titans are going to Philadelphia uh, and win
2: that. I am trying to talk myself and not be a fanboy to say... It might be in Indianapolis because does Reich really want to lose to Sirianni? Because I got to tell you, Sirianni being gone from Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. we are starting to see that bear fruit that he had a lot to do with that offense. And that offense has not been the same since Nick Sirianni has been there.
4: I think they get through the Washington, Indy, and Green Bay run. They exhale after Sunday night football against the Packers. Vrabel and that Titans crew that knows how to muck games up. They upset them at home. But we'll have plenty of times to speculate on when the Eagles will lose as VEASAN Live Bet Tonight continues here.
3: Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with
0: us today
2: on Crew Call.
0: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
2: This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi Ababafei and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
4: Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, Pro Tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, Deep Dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 dollars midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is v Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And we are final in the Phillies and the Astros game number three, of the World Series. Two down for Philly, two to go. Yeah. Ultimately be World Series champions as they defeat Houston. Seven-nothing in game number three. This game just sneaks under the pre-flop total of seven and a half. And then the Phillies go ahead and win as underdogs plus one oh five on the money line here as they take that two-one series lead and Wes at last check for the series price over at DraftKings, Philadelphia minus 145 Houston now. Plus 120 to win the World Series.
2: Yeah, I have 170 before game one. So I'm going to see if there's a hedge spot or if I want to lock in some profit. Mm -hmm. But I felt this was good, as I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, why I was on the Phillies tonight at plus 115. So two for two on the diamond for yours, truly. uh, I thought that this was good for the Phillies tonight to you know have that night off last night because they were able to go with ranger suarez look they were gonna go with cinder in game three on monday so that may be who they go with we were kind of speculating on who the astros starter is going to be we'll wait for the official announcement from uh the respective skippers uh baker and thompson but i think maybe Cindergard goes game four tomorrow uh we'll see if uh if Dusty presses it with Verlander goes with Christian Javier, who I believe was going to be the original game three starter mm-hmm. before the, uh, the game was rained out. I tend to think it might be Javier, but you think so? when you're down two to one, changes things, man. does uh, de- do desperate times call for desperate measures. So uh, we will see, you know what, what this en- ends up being. So, uh, you know, Got there on the diamond as uh, uh, the Phillies. uh, They're showing the believe signs, and they absolutely believe. uh, Doesn't look like a lot of people leaving the ballpark or ready to go home (laughs) yet. There at Citizens Bank, Uh, got a big football game on uh, Thursday. That'll be down in Houston, and then Game Four. Uh, And and we've already seen, by the way, some uh, some uh, schedule uh, uh, concerns, and I'll I'll get to that momentarily. uh, this, uh, this also from uh, Ryan Spader, the Ace of Spader on Twitter. The World Series Game 3 winner is 74-42, 64.1% all-time, but they've lost six of the last nine. Ooh. that from uh Ryan Spader. So that I think I, I I want oh that that wasn't just World Series, that one that I gave earlier that was sixty nine percent. That was overall.
4: Overall in the postseason. Uh, apparent, gotcha.
2: app- apparently, yes. Okay, so okay. I don't want to confuse everybody okay, out okay. there. That okay. Uh,
4: was I was like, wait, hold on. I thought we were sixty nine percent. Yeah. But so this one is sixty four percent in the world series. But the winner of game three has gone on to lose the series six of the six last of nine six of the last nine. That's interesting.
2: I know. That is very interesting. (laughs) So, look, I fully expect Astros' money to come in at plus money on the series price. So, uh, we'll see that. And when I was talking about the scheduling… The uh, NBA game, by the way, got moved up to 310 Pacific, 610 Eastern. That's Washington and Philadelphia tomorrow. So I know the NBA slate, you're used to that first weeknight game starting just a little bit after 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 Eastern. Going to be an early start, so uh, be on the alert for that, obviously. Same uh, first pitch time for game four tomorrow night. I was actually
4: wondering that. and I didn't put two and two together for some reason. I don't know why. But I was looking at the slate for tomorrow, and I was like, "Huh? Okay." was like, "Is there a, a holiday game? or something?" Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Pennsylvania Day. I don't know. Like, what's what's going on? Why the game is so early? But um, yeah, it's a three ten. So uh, that'll be fun to get going before we even leave the house. You know, just okay. watch, a little, watch a little NBA basketball. That'll
2: be a lot. Yeah, time. absolutely.
4: You know, I like that. I'll take that. Um, but to recap on the home run props from tonight, we saw Kyle Schwarber hit a dinger plus four hundred. Bryce Harper as well plus four fifty. Reese Hoskins plus 475, and then Alec Baum plus 950, and then the long shot there, Brandon Marsh, at 12 to 1 to hit a home run. And then also, we go actually go under on the hits in this game. Total hits was 15 and a half, mm-hmm. only at 12. In this game, seven hits for the Phillies, yeah. five hits
2: for the Astros. And I guess kind of a tough beat if you if you had the over in this one, uh, seven and yeah, a half, tough. and it's seven and nothing in the bottom of the fifth, with, still with uh, one out left, and you don't get home uh, necessarily. First five did get home over four, but, yeah, kind of a tough beat. It's tough to call things in baseball like bad beats because this happens. Yeah, You know, when, when you get like a big one and you just need one more run and it just dies on you. Like, th- this happens more routinely than you think, but still, uh, you know, not much solace for those that bet the over seven and a half. Yeah, that's
4: a, that's a rough one there for, uh, for the folks that went ahead and had the over as we now wait for... We, we do, we, we do, we, I, I think we, have, we do have
2: some starters tomorrow. It is okay. uh, Christian Javier is going to go for Houston, so we might see Verlander oh. in game five okay in philadelphia now now uh, you know i don't know dusty may not have the option to save him for game six i think it uh, it all depends on what happens tomorrow if houston gets a win then you can maybe put berlander in one of the final two home games yeah knowing that you're going to get a guaranteed one it is going to be a uh, christian javier it is not going to be noah Syndergaard. it will be Aaron nola starting game number four
4: see i i, I think dusty is and, and Dusty has managed a lot of baseball games and has won a lot. Of, he's won mm-hmm. the most for a manager who has not won a World Series. But I, I think you got to put your thumb on the scale on this one and go yeah. with Verlander, man. Yeah. I, I kind of think you do. And I, I don't want to say that he's making a mistake, but I would just go about it differently.
2: And both of these managers, by the way, you could tell they weren't really, they were using starters or middle relief guys. They weren't using their main bullpen guys because this big lead, by the way, it allowed Rob Thompson not to use Sir Anthony Dominguez. Uh, even though Alvarado did warm up, he eventually did not come into the game. So, you know, now you've got each of these guys. their two main guys in the bullpen, Alvarado in the setup, and Sir Anthony Dominguez has been the closer. Now they each have four days of rest. So that's huge for the Philadelphia Phillies. Because I guess
4: if you're a Dusty Baker, would you rather have Verlander for a game five or a game six, or would you rather have him pitch game four and potentially be able to start
2: a game seven? I mean... (laughs) that that's going to obviously put an older pitcher on short rest. Ideally you would like to pitch him in one of the home games, but if you go down three to one, you don't win game four tomorrow. Uh, it's done Then It's the <laughs> point of no return. Then you got to go game five on the yeah. road with him
4: because, yeah, because if he goes game five, like let's say they lose game four. Now they're down three to one mm-hmm. facing elimination Thursday night in Philadelphia. That crowd will be bananas. Oh, absolutely. That's the case. And he has to go ahead and step out on the mound for that game. If he pitches game five, you're able to win that game. Mm-hmm. What's his availability for a potential game six or a game seven? Yeah. Like, I like I, you I, have I kind of
2: understand why that they're not going with him tomorrow, because yeah, I think I get it, but you want longer rest for him. And uh, I just it's just desperate times, man. Right. Right. But I, I think maybe down two to one, they're not going to panic here. Christian Javier was supposed to go game three. So, yeah it's almost he's like he kind of has to go. Yeah, he's yeah. fully
4: capable of going, so yeah. I get it. But, man, I, I get the whole rest situations and all that, but it's like, damn, we're trying to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, like what We like, we don't have another series yeah. after this. We're, we're off to the winter meetings.
2: This, <laughs> so th- This almost broke a record tonight, too. The uh, most runs in a postseason game with zero hit, uh, having zero hits with runners in scoring position, <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies tonight with seven. That ties for second. Yankees in game six of the 77 World Series had eight runs with zero hits in scoring possession. Uh, Of course, uh, Greg Nettles, Reggie Jackson, Bucky freaking Den, as they call him in Boston, uh, probably had their fair Yeah, You put a remix on that one. Yes.
4: (laughs) But, you know, I guess we can't say the original
2: on the air. But do you think
4: the Phillies end up winning this series?
2: I think they certainly have a chance. I don't know if I'm ready necessarily to uh, to hedge out of that at the plus 170 that okay, I yeah. took for the series price. They're 6-0 and and home in the postseason.
4: I think you're looking good,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah, so, I you know, I mean, you know, obviously they can close it out at home, but even if they're 3-2, then it's like, okay, we got to go 1-2 mm-hmm. in Houston. We already won in Houston so in game scared. one. You're not scared. No, no. I, I think that they have uh, they have shown up and, you know, the long ball obviously at home has been the big key for this team all postseason. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's, a, it's an interesting series as I, I, I think they're pretty evenly matched teams, mm-hmm. but there's something just about this Philadelphia they, team where they just feel they, like they, they got some They have 17
2: mojo, home runs at home. That is the most in a six-game span in all of playoff history. That is absurd. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that I mean, is really absurd. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think what the Astros are hoping is that Christian Javier, you know, sacks up here a little and gets game four. <laughs> and then maybe they can push Verlander to game six at home where they're obviously much more comfortable with him. Do we have a
4: World Series odds or MVP odds? Have you seen any MVP odds?
2: Yeah, I'm going to search here real quick. We might have to get that on the other side. Yeah, yeah I don't see any even on my app either. So it uh, looks like they've
4: been taken down, but I'm curious to see who the, uh, the favorite It's probably Harper, right? He's the favorite. You would think so. Since he's been mashing in this series but so far it's looking good for the city of brotherly love will that city ever lose a sporting event baseball or football who knows uh it might not happen for the foreseeable future with the eagles and the phillies flying high here in this world series come on back with us it's Vicent live bet tonight
2: This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi MFA and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
4: Fall sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is v live bet tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebfe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies go up 2-1 to one in the World Series, defeating the Houston Astros 7-0 in game number three. It was a tough night for Lance McCullers, who went four and a third, six hits, giving up seven earned runs And a lot of the discussion around McCullers after he gave up an unprecedented amount of home runs the most ever by any pitcher in a Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball postseason game was that McCullers was tipping his pitches on the broadcast, which we were tracking along on Twitter. John Smoltz, the color commentator of the game tonight, was talking about how McCullers was tipping the pitches. And Dusty Baker, you mentioned it to me during the break. He said that nobody on the Astros noticed Mm -hmm. anything. I guess they were not aware that he was tipping the, the Philadelphia
2: Phillies notice. Cause what they hit five bombs a night? five
4: of them. <laughs> I guess I'm not, I guess if you're not looking for it, you wouldn't notice. Like I, I didn't notice it. I don't have a trained eye or anything right. to see if somebody's tipping pitches, but
2: uh, I guess I yeah. can see how nobody well, I'm not trust John Smoltz's uh, judgment <laughs> on, on yeah. this.
4: Yeah. Cause he, he felt like he was tipping his pitches. So uh, it's unfortunate for Houston, but you know what? They go down two to one and, now they'll be going up with uh, who's starting in game four?
2: It is uh, Christian Javier Christian and Javier. Uh, Aaron Nola, and we're now starting to see some prices uh, come Ooh. up uh, minus one ten on the Astros, even money on the Phillies. That's basically the market consensus. Not everybody's out there yet. Seven and a half on the total. The majority I see on the screen is at minus one fifteen.
4: Mm. Any early look here? Any early I, I, I haven't. I, I need to.
2: I need to take a look a little bit at the matchups, but. Uh, the price looks fair, at mm-hmm. least on the surface, and most of the prices this point in the season are are going to be fair. So I'm looking to see as we get a little bit more added. Uh, there's 110s, uh, minus 112 on the Astros. I, I fully expect that the Astros are going to get the money. This is going to close higher, I believe, than that number. Yeah, so if you like the Astros, the recommendation
4: is probably to bet that now mm-hmm. would be my guess. And if you like the yeah, Phillies. Yeah, because it's going to go, gonna go
2: up. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we just had a goal in Calgary, release the Kraken. Yeah, buddy. How about that? The Kraken from the ashes, five to four. The Calgary Flames have been one of the better teams, and uh, they're one of my Stanley Cup futures. Uh, five and two to start the season. I saw a lot of people lay in the puck line with the Flames, and sometimes it could go the opposite way. Uh, see, Seattle's been, you know, four, four, and two. They've been scrappy here yeah. because last year, they were a boring team, I thought, in their Very first season. It was, the, it was the new car smell that obviously brought people to the Climate Pledge Arena. Dude, but that lasted like a month. Yeah, they were a boring <laughs> team, but they're fun. I mean, they yeah. have some exciting games. I've watched a couple of their games already this season.
4: Yeah, I'm, I was watching those games on ESPN Plus last year, and I was like, ooh,
2: yeah. man, this, is, this is a tough, yeah, watch. A tough watch. This isn't tough. The, they they weren't get They weren't getting the Golden Knights where they had a no. Stanley Cup Finals team in an expansion year. They changed didn't, those rules. Didn't
4: quite happen for the Seattle Kraken, and, but hopefully they can... Uh, Build up a good team, build a winner, and get some folks out there at Climate play. And
2: you know how I talk about in different sports, whether it's NBA, NHL, football, happy action, fun time when you get two bad teams playing? Mm -hmm. Usually that's later in the season and not so early in the season. But we've got two playing on ESPN tonight. The Anaheim Ducks at 2-6, San Jose at 3-8. Three to two Ducks after the uh, first period. Uh, So uh, that total, I believe, was 5.5 minus 125. I don't want to say anything because we saw what happened with the over in the World Series game tonight, but yes. I think you're looking pretty good.
4: It, it's pretty crazy just seeing some of these scores in hockey, but that's just the new mm-hmm. NHL, and you got to kind of just yeah, I know. come to terms with it and not be surprised. You have that's to adjust.
2: Uh, that That's one thing, too, and that's something that has plagued me a little bit, too, because sometimes as bettors, you're so convinced that, that you know, not – that you're right, you know, that, okay, this is the way I've always done it. This is what works. And, you know, you've got to be able to adjust as a better. You cannot be stubborn. Being stubborn is the worst thing you can do, I think, as a sports better. Mm -hmm. As bad as, you know, having, you know, questionable money management, which you shouldn't do either, betting too much of your bankroll or, you know, trying to chase. One of the worst things you can do, and maybe as bad as those that I just named, is being stubborn. And not willing to make adjustments. And you have to be willing to do that. That's why you have to be willing to learn. Look, I've always been more of a fundamental, situational handicapper. But now, I mean, you have to embrace, whether you understand it or not, you have to embrace the the quote-unquote analytics. Yeah. And you have to, you know, you don't have to be, you know, some quant guy yeah. or something like that. We're yeah. not asking you to be, you know, have a PhD in mathematics. But, you know, you've got to be able to at least understand certain things and, and adjust. I do a little bit of everything. I do some market. I do some fundamental, I do some situational, I do some math Mm -hmm. and some stats. So I think, you know, as you go along you learn a little bit more and you mix it up instead of being just one guy, it's like being a, or doing one thing. It's like being a poker player. You never want to be predictable. I, uh, that's even fantastic. even though the odds maker's not like sitting at a table across from you when you make the wager <laughs> you don't want to be predictable necessarily no I, I think that's really great
4: advice it's almost i, I think cuz you mentioned how you don't want to be stubborn along with like bad money management and all that stuff, like just being undisciplined, we should create like a seven deadly sins of betting mm-hmm. almost. And like list off like the seven things. Well, you want
2: I've broken all those commandments, you know, and <laughs> that's why I say this. I speak from experience. You know, it's easy yeah. to come out and say, Oh, you know, everything or whatnot. I've made these mistakes. You look, and that's yeah. why, that's why I tell people. And that's why I don't get overly judgmental when they do it. I just try to explain. Now, some people, they don't like that. And I don't want to get in people's business necessarily, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people come from a good place and are trying to give you advice. I know some of these jackasses on Twitter are doing it just to be jackasses. They're not trying to help you out. They're trying to you know make you feel bad or get one over on you. But there are some people that do give a damn and do want to help betters out. And I like mm-hmm. to think I'm one of those.
4: Yeah, no, I've, and I think you are. You always come from a good place, and like I, I've learned a lot from you from doing shows with you over the last you know year and change now, and. And I think just, like, always being willing to learn mm-hmm. is how you can improve at this. If you're end, not
2: le- – my, my credo is if you're not learning, you're not winning.
4: A hundred percent. Yeah, that's a hundred percent because the market is always evolving and it's changing. And just yeah. when you think you got it nailed down, it goes the other way. Mm-hmm. So It's changed it, so much just in the last few years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, like, the things that get factored in now. Yeah. And all the things that you got to make sure like hey, this matters this like, doesn't matter like if, if
2: if you're betting the same as you did 10 years ago unless you were way ahead of the curve in the first place yeah. you're probably behind the curve now
4: yeah what, what do they say like you're you're so far behind that you think you're leading the race right <laughs> like you, you,
2: you think you, you you landed on third base right
4: yeah <laughs> that's that's what it is sometimes but i do think Social media as always it can be tricky like you know there there are people that go it there can to be help fun folks.
2: but it can be an absolute yes. cesspool. And also
4: I think my thing too with like helping people and giving out advice on it I'm like hey like first of all like what do you want to accomplish with this bet? Like are you just looking to have fun mm-hmm. or are you looking to like be- oh, because I want to make money. that's what it's I've a totally learned too. Different thing.
2: is because I don't totally want to be different. judgmental because there are some people now that this is getting legal in more and more jurisdictions all the time there are some people that just want it for entertainment yeah. and you know what i respect that 100 even though everybody wants to win you probably know hey i might not win but did i you know have a few beers and have some pizza and, and wings got and got enjoy the sweat. game even though i lost that's okay if you're not you know you're not betting your kids college fund or <laughs> yeah, you know taking a that. second mortgage or something you know if you, you know it's like dude i just you know i've had guys come to me, dude i just want to bet 20 bucks on the game and have fun cool that's cool with me. Not everybody wants to be a sharp, or not everybody wants to be a professional sports better, and that's fine. We need to be welcoming, and that's what I think our network has to try to do: is be welcoming to the casual better, mm-hmm. but also have enough out there, you know, for the sharper betters and you know the more sophisticated betters that are maybe in on a day to day basis. Yeah,
4: I think mean, that's cast the wide net because mm-hmm. no neither group is wrong what neither group what's your is target like, audience
2: not. human beings with pulses exactly is our target audience we
4: want as many of you to enjoy our show not just the sharp community not just the rec community mm-hmm. everybody yes the entire community so we can we're, all
2: we're we're too know. divided in so many areas exactly. already let's unite as sports yeah. betters we and, sweat some damn games and, out and have fun. yes not, not yell at
4: each other how about that uh, we were supposed to talk some NFL here in this. Segment. I
2: know, but I, I get us off topic and Aaron Oster but, probably has a, a face palm back there yeah. in the back. So where, Sorry. where is the pro tip in this? No, uh, we, we will
4: get to some football on the other side as we round out this segment here. But a lot to get to with the NFL trade deadline. We still got to recap all the live betting swings from week number eight. We had 12 trades the most ever on an NFL trade deadline day over the last 30. It would be nice if that league had a network
2: that would have uh, updated those, us on those this afternoon. Out
4: of control, out of control how many trades that we had. And like you mentioned that network thing, I thought that was a little weird, but, uh, It was a busy, busy day in the National Football League, and we will recap it, and we will tell you what matters, what doesn't matter, what you should be paying attention to, what you shouldn't be paying attention to on the other side. And we'll also talk some live betting swings as we wrap up the show. Final segment, v Live Bet tonight, coming up next.
0: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
1: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
2: This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi Ababafei and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Make game day more chill with some extra cash. I'd love that. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot At $5,000 in weekly prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light. Pick them now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. And always drink responsive
2: so every time you do that coors light read by the way that makes me obligated to do the uh, one of the great promos that i ever <laughs> saw in ufc history was when uh, brock lesnar run his first fight i think against uh frank Mir in that rematch and he goes yeah, I'm going to go home and drink a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. <laughs> when Bud Light was a big UFC sponsor. So right yeah. away, this guy, this guy's so great, he's just burying the sponsor and <laughs> nobody's going to say a damn word to him. No. Have you seen I'm Brock like, Lesnar? W- w- I'm like, D- Dana White was not going to get in his face. <laughs> yeah,
4: I was like, if you take one look uh, at Brock like Lesnar. He's got hands nah. like
2: mailbox lids, man. You know, you get in his face, he's going to like smack you around. Quite, quite, quite the athlete,
4: Brock Lesnar, who uh, had a little cup of coffee with the Vikings, I believe. Yes. Yes, he was did. Also, yes, he did. Bounced around there in the in the NFL for a hot second.
2: He um, made the right decision, uh, leveraging Vince McMahon and Dana White against each other, and as a uh, made himself millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's doing pretty pretty good. Um, but right now we got the NHL going on. Anaheim, San Jose,
4: they lead that one three to two. The Kraken defeated the Calgary Flames. How about that? Coming back four. from down,
2: man. We, we were talking about uh the Kraken, how boring they were to watch. They're fun to watch this yeah. year. Win or lose, like sometimes they'll get boat race, but they got winning record right now uh five four and two for the kraken
4: Yeah, shout out to the seattle kraken there hopefully they can make this a competitive season but uh while we have a little bit of time here in our final segment i wanted to get to the nfl here because we saw the trade deadline today uh was there a move that stood out to you in this trade deadline and did you make any bets based on moves that I, were made today
2: i did not make any bets off the moves obviously i think you know Usually, uh, the blockbuster, I guess, if you want to say, was Christian McCaffrey. And that was Mm -hmm. obviously last week. But, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson uh, going down to Miami, reuniting with uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he's got all the former backs down there now (laughs) with uh, Raheem Mostert. And then Chase Edmonds gets traded for uh, Bradley Chubb. So, look, I think Miami, when you look at them defensively, one of the reasons that I didn't like them last week, even though they got the cover against Detroit, their secondary is banged up, so when your secondary is banged up and if you can't find secondary help, and I didn't see a lot of secondary moves because there's a couple teams that need it. Of course, the one we saw last night, the Bengals, they mm-hmm. absolutely need it. But uh, when, you, when you can't, you know, you have a, a secondary that's not very deep or that's very injured, rush passer. Yep. And, and I can tell you Miami, in terms of pass rush rate, they are very low in the league if you look at those pff or those football outsiders grades they are very low and they don't have a dominant pass rusher or now they might have one in bradley chubb so uh i think a, a pretty good move at least on that side for miami
4: yeah i thought it was a really interesting move because you pair bradley chubb with melvin ingram who's kind of had this resurgence in miami right, right jalen phillips the rookie out of miami or not the rookie anymore i believe this is the second or third year now right. in the nfl but he's starting to come on so once you get Xavier Howard feeling a little bit more healthy. Byron Jones has yet to play this season. If he can get back into the fold and pick up where he left off last year, just maybe, just maybe you can get a defense that kind of, kind of marry mm-hmm. the pass rush with what they have on the back yeah. end there. And because, because, be because I think,
2: group. I think Miami, you know, they're kind of looking at it and it's like, okay, we're in a division with Josh Allen we got to find a way to get pressure on this guy yeah. or he's going to carve us up because even though they did beat Josh Allen what did the Bills have like 500 yards it was a down there in Miami and still lost Miami had like 220 or something ridiculous I might be off by a few yards but got dominated in the stats but one on the most important thing and that's the scoreboard at the mm-hmm. end of the game but still I think they saw that and probably like yeah we stole one here maybe we need to get a pass rusher so the Chubb move at least to me on the surface does make sense
4: what did you make of Hawkinson going from the Lions to the Vikings?
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised it didn't really work out for him in terms of, you know, putting up big numbers. But mm-hmm. I think for the Vikings, you know, that that's an, that's another weapon, obviously. Uh, you know, Irv Smith has never quite been, I think, what they wanted him to be. And, of course, uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph has kind of passed, I think, his prime. Uh,
4: and Irv Smith is now hurt out in eight yeah, to ten weeks with that. Yeah,
2: weapon. yeah. So, you know, Hawkinson. Look, and get, give you another weapon. Uh, you know the Vikings just keep finding ways, and I was high on them, and in the summer bet them on all the futures, all the season wins over, and all that division that's looking pretty good. But I watch this team, and I'm like, man, there there there's something still missing. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I yep. can't really put my finger on it, but there's something kind of still missing with these guys because I still think that they're a little bit of an unproven commodity. They really haven't beaten anybody. I mean, they beat Miami when Miami, you know, had Bridgewater and a rookie Skylar Thompson, mm-hmm. a third stringer, and they still got out yarded by like 200 yards in that game.
4: They have been very fortunate to run up on some teams that have they've been, been running well a flock. They, they, they've been running up on some teams that have had quite a bit of injuries. I mean, even last Sunday with the cluster injury that the Cardinals had mm-hmm. on their offensive line. So I'm very curious to see what happens when they actually play a team that's healthy right? and can give them a go. It might be this Sunday against the Commanders. Yeah, because... uh well, teaser there, man. Well, uh, well
2: we're, we're seeing some fours, but I think yeah. you might see some buyback on the Commanders because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they've won a couple in a row. It hadn't been pretty, but they've won a couple in a row. And Taylor Heineke, sometimes a team just responds to a guy. Do they like him. They, li- <laughs> they respond to Taylor <laughs> Heineke because the Colts, you know, they punted late, fourth and one on their own, 34. By the way, I do think... 2 years ago Frank Reich would have went for that with no hesitation. So you can tell Frank Reich is really doubting himself. He does not trust that offensive line. So what does he do? And I'm guessing that 11 to 1 price that we're seeing on the largest in-game winner was when the Colts punted the football and the Commanders have 10 points in the game yep. and starting on their own 11. So you know, and, and they drove down. Uh, big catch by Terry Le- McLaurin from Indianapolis, by the way, from Cathedral High School. He let everybody go, know. Go, he was from yeah, he said this is my city. <laughs> he did, and, and that's where I, as a Colts fan, you know, tweeted out effing Cathedral guy because they were a rival <laughs> high school of ours, and you know, just to do that. I'm like, man, it's it's one thing The guy kid went out of state for college, went to Ohio State, didn't go to IU. I don't blame him, but 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 he did. So yeah, then you- it's like, and then he comes back and does the pro team. It's like. God damn, why can't we get it right with this talented young man out of uh, Cathedral High School in Indianapolis? But, yeah, you saw the commanders. They believed even when, you know, the chips were down and, you know, 16 to 10, two minutes left to go, no timeouts, and they drive down and get a score on the Colts. So there's an energy, I think, with this Washington team. I don't think this is an overwhelmingly talented team. Their record no. is 4-4. Four four. They're perfectly mediocre team. But – I'm almost leaning their way now that I'm seeing fours in the market against Minnesota. Because yeah. I, I think Minnesota is ripe as we say, we're not gonna use the D word. Nope, right. Ripe to maybe, you know, stub their toe against a team that you would think that they should beat on paper. I
4: think Washington is live to win the game outright. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely think they're live. I, I will bet on Washington anything more than a field goal. I haven't bet it yet because I want to see, like, I, do we see four-and-a-halves pop? I, I Who took, knows? Th- I took <laughs> them two
2: weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember what they were getting from Green Bay. Gosh,
4: I think it I think was four-and-a-half. Four-and-a-half? Yeah. A four? so, I think there was a four that popped right before kick, but yeah. four-and-a-half, I believe, was the Yeah, so, so anyway.
2: like, same, uh, you know, just a little bit of a discount here because, you know, it, I, I just think that, you know, that line, you know, I don't want to use the term fishy, but I think Minnesota. I'm, I'm with you. I think maybe the Commanders. That, that'll be a sprinkle, sprinkle on the money line.
4: I talk. I, t- I told you about them underdog money line parlay. Commanders mm-hmm. will be in it this mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. They'll be in it. So I'll, they, I'll, I'll there's
2: something in there, it. and 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 they believe in Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And I'm starting to as well.
4: Funny enough, though, with this uh, Vikings kind of talk that we're having here today, I actually bet the Packers to win the North. You did. I bet the Packers at, at William Hill. I found plus 850. I think this division is going to come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. I just got it because, like you mentioned, that something's off with Minnesota. It, it, it
2: won't be easy for me it's, because now I'm thinking with Minnesota, I'm like, man, I got a three and a half game lead going yeah. into week nine. I,
4: I, I went ahead and took plus
2: 850. Yeah.
4: So shop around because the DraftKings is plus 650. There's some plus 775s mm-hmm. over at Westgate, but Will Hill had plus 850. I believe Bet has eight to one. Yeah. If you shop around, you can find some big prices. But I just think that this Vikings team, it's going to regress a Mm -hmm. little bit. Some of the, the close games have been going their way. And also, how I think that Washington is live this week. Next week, Minnesota goes to
2: Buffalo. Yes.
4: So... 6-1 and looks really good right now. They could easily be 6-3 and when we have this conversation. Yeah, because
2: that could be where you step up and you go ahead and get smacked around like Buffalo's done to so many teams. Uh, Even though Green Bay did get inside the number, I know you were on him. I had him second half. Green Bay, Mm -hmm. by the way, minus 3.5 in most of the market at Detroit. And boy, if you're Detroit, a lot of the math guys really like them. Are you thinking, here we go again. We got to sell off. I got to tell you, though, and I was on them, and that was a loser for me at three and a half against Miami. That defense is terrible, it's dreadful. I, I I don't think Aaron Glenn. He's going to take the fall. He's not going to be back. I don't think no. his defensive coordinator. That team looked disorganized <laughs> as hell.
4: They fired Aubrey Pleasant, the secondary coach, the DBs coach. Yeah, I think there's going to be some more changes on. That's the, the, the first shoe
2: staff. to drop in the D. Yeah,
4: yeah. Also, also in, the, in Indy, Marcus Brady. Yeah, they went ahead and said. Yeah, even to him.
2: though Frank Reich is the play caller. Well,
4: I mean, imagine that.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> takes the fall before the uh, big takes the fall. first matt
4: ryan now marcus brady who's next i got a guess <laughs> <laughs> for west reynolds i'm Femi Bebfe. for our producer aaron oster the entire crew here at circle we wish you all the best of luck coming up next the greg peterson experience here on v the sports betting network